Stand up, stand up, comedy. I am here with the Marcellus Samuel Esquire, Esquire, <laughs> the fourth, <laughs> sir. <laughs> How are you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. How about yourself, Tyler? We're doing pretty good. We I've... just we got done with AX. We have Comic Con coming up, or no, this will come out after Comic Con. We're recording this way before Comic Con. TMI for our audience, but you know what? Now you get to know. The insanity that is of, our life of life, yeah. I guess. Yeah, over 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 preparation, and then not enough H. What? Uh, uh, <laughs> not enough H, H. for humor. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, are we nodding now? <laughs> We're nodding now. Yeah, no, right? Yeah, no, I'm horrible. This is why I don't do stand up, but you do stand up. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into like what we're talking about today. Um, my name is Marcellus Samuel. I'm a stand up comedian, self proclaimed nerd anime comedian. Uh, I started off in the game about. Four years ago, yeah, I was a wedding MC, and then I crossed over into the dark side of being a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I, the last couple of years, I've been forced. Adam Sandler, sorry, yeah, no, <laughs> the wedding singer, <laughs> um, dude. You know, being a black wedding MC, you'd be surprised how many times they make me rap. Really? <laughs> yes. So See, I've, I've rapped in like so many weddings. It's not even it, funny. Is this bad for me? I hope this isn't like like insensitive. But like, if I if it was you, I would have been like, oh no, you're, you're doing Eddie Murphy and coming to America. Like, <laughs> I believe the in our future. That would Teach be hilarious. Let them lead the way. Do you know they made a pop <laughs> figure for him? Shut the f- no. no. I'm trying to find it. My homeboy posted it. They have a pop figure for him. I forgot what his name is. Well, I, I know. All I know is it's, I'm Blake from Sexual Chocolate. Yes. Sexual, Sexual Chocolate. Chocolate. No, yeah, that was his name. Sexual Chocolate. Oh, yeah. he was sex- I thought it was the band. I can't remember. Was that the band? I, I thought, thought like, he was. I'm blank from, and this is Sexual Chocolate. Yeah, you're right. The band was Sexual Chocolate. Coming to America and... is one of my favorite films. Oh, of man. All time. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I bet I can say that movie verbatim, and that's not the topic today. I have so many friends that can do that, though. There was one time, because I work security, and a lot yeah. of times where I get a lot of my routine stuff, but also, there's a lot of times we're just sitting around watching TV, like watching movies streaming on laptops, yeah. and there's one time I'm with this older white guy. He's like <laughs> 52. He pops out to Apple. And he's like, hey, come on, let's watch something. I'm like, all right. And he's like, you want to watch Coming to America? I'm like, what do you know about? All right, cool, let's watch Coming to America. One of the greatest films of all time. Like, he said it word for word, the whole movie. I I felt ashamed that I didn't know some of the scenes that he knew. This man was amazing. Like, it was. She's a queen to be. (laughs) Dude, no, but Soul Glow? Come on. Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, the audience is going to hate that. Um, nah, yeah, but I'm not doing that. I don't have that voice. Yeah. But no, but yeah, so <laughs> honestly, um, damn, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, just, just, just stand-up comedy, who you are. Who oh, you, so yeah, so who you are. Um, I try doing the regular circuit as far as like Ice House, and, and I wasn't so much big in the, in the Laugh Factory, but Ice House and Comedy Store was something I was doing a lot of. Yeah. Um, I was doing comedy, and I was doing well, but I wasn't doing the comedy that I love. I, every time I try and do a comic book joke or I do something about – my son, who's a hybrid or something, people really wasn't getting it. They didn't understand. So uh, he's a Prius. He's a Prius. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Like that, that's the only that's the part they laugh at when I'm like, I'm not talking about a Prius. I'm talking about my son. And oh, that part of the son, joke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you and I think way too. No, like... seriously. <laughs> I got a hybrid. I, no, I'm open. Like I got a hybrid at home. Uh, not a Prius. I'm talking about my son. Yeah. Um, oh, I love it. But that's um, they. Uh, so I met Danny. Danny Gonzalez, maybe Ronin two years Expo. ago from Ronin Expo. And at the time, he was working with Ninja Con. Yep. And he was trying to get some extra comedians to do um, an anime expo. I think it was 
Pacific Media Convention or Expo. PMX. PMX. It was PMX yeah. before he died. And he was just like... <laughs> coming back, though, for some reason. For some reason. everybody. I like how everybody says that. Whenever I talk to somebody, they're like, PMX is coming back. And they're like, I'm not saying anything else. That's, <laughs> just, like, that's, just, that's my reaction. I'll I like tell you about it I'm from, I'm from Monterey Park, so that's like the closest thing I can get where I can be like, oh, it's in Pasadena, oh, then okay. just like come back home. Wait, isn't ALA like right there? No, LA is, LA is in Ontario, isn't it? Yeah. That's far as fuck. It's like half an hour, 45 minutes from me. I don't know California. Yeah, that's all right. Y'all, y'all, y'all's geography is stupid. It is. It don't make no sense. <laughs> How does it take 45 minutes to go anywhere? Um, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, right? I'm from California. It's so like, all right, my all right. Too. I got to go to the store two miles away, 45 minutes, and then I got to go to downtown LA. And what the hell? 30 minutes. 45 minutes. 30 minutes to get 20 miles away. What's happening? <laughs> You're going through a freaking, like, what's the name of a black hole or some shit? Um, a warp? A wormhole. A wormhole. <laughs> there it is. There's time. doesn't. Yeah. I used to know science. <laughs> no science. Okay. <laughs> but Danny, he had, like, um, he needed some anime comedians. I was like, I can do anime jokes, I can do comic book jokes. And two of those comedians dropped out. So that's why he was yeah. online looking real quick. And I, I signed up. I went and I killed it. I was the first comedian up. And he was just like, dude, you're the best one there. It, it, do you mind if I call you for some other things? And it yeah. was a story made in heaven ever since then. I've done like every convention he can think of. I was able to network and meet other convention yeah. people. So, um, My yeah. My goal to get you to San Diego. No, yeah, like, yeah. No, and that's the dope part. Like, that's why I'm not too salty about not making it this year because last year it was just like, oh, man, it'd be a dream to make it to Comic-Con and to yeah. do, like, a show, like, to do some comedy at San Diego Comic-Con. That was just it. Yeah. I was like, dude, I got to. And um, this year it had worked out. I had, like, four or five people that was offering me different panels and nice. comedy and stuff for San Diego Comic-Con, but most of them fell through. Yeah. And I don't and we I don't had 13 blame. submissions and we only got one in. See, and that's what I'm hearing but a they, lot of. But they also had 16 thousand submissions or sixteen hundred submissions. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't know it was that like, much. It was it was very It's out of control. Well yeah, it, it was it was I mean so us just getting unnecessary debates back is like amazing. So like I, I'm I love what we did because it was right, I'll talk about it later. No 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 I, but um <laughs> what's I gonna say? So yeah so um yeah just making it that's this far is where I, I made it. Like I'm I'm extremely happy. Yeah. Um this year alone I've done I've made some new milestones. I've done two comedy shows in the same convention at ALA. Nice. I was able to do two different comedy shows, one earlier, one later, and that was really dope. And uh, around my birthday, I was able to do two different conventions on the same day. Yeah, that was day. crazy. And yeah. they're like, you know, 100 miles apart. Not 100 miles. No, but... they're 100, 100 miles apart. Jesus Christ. I went from Little Tokyo to San Diego. Yeah. You and... were on a panel for that one, Ronan Expo. Yeah. I was at the, yeah. The... Oh, my God. It was so dope. All your panels are always dope and a Thanks, lot of fun. Buddy. Yeah, you're, 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 uh, you've been on, uh, yeah, I think, are you? Three. Are so I'm two for three. No, no, I lost the one, and I I feel oh, like that's why you lost it at Ronan. <laughs> I, wrote, I lost at Ronan. I feel like because my my partner was late. I feel like if she showed up earlier, yeah, we, we would have had it. Because Rocky is dope. Shout yeah, out to yeah. Rocky and Anime for Humanity. That's a yeah. Really you're dope you're up against Minx and Kayla. They're Man, amazing. They, they're they, a force to be welcome. Really, well, dude, well. they are. They're 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 feisty. Yeah, yeah they are. They are. <laughs> they're freaking out of control. But I can't wait wonderful. to get you and Minx on a team. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> I was thinking about me and Lamar, too. Oh, uh, we I, were talking about that before. I've, already, I've been talking to Lamar. Don't yeah, worry. I was like, but me but and I'm Lamar. I'm not having you guys we, on a team. Exactly. That's, you guys you guys would wreck shop. No, we said that. And I was talking to him about it. I was like, we got to be on opposite teams. And he was just like, so what, man? Um, but no, just, just to be involved with so much stuff in anime and comic 
is amazing. I've actually done last year. I did Kamikaze with um, CoCreate. That's a 3D printing company that yeah. I work with. They're really dope. Um, they were they invited me out. I did their booth, and I wound up doing a stand up show on, on like one of the main stages, which was really dope. That's awesome. Um, so uh, I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything back about this year. But oh, trust me, we've barely heard from anything from them either. So it seems like this year a lot of the cons are really late. But so no, yeah. So I, that's that's my thing right now. Um, I'm working on sketches with a couple of improv people. Nice. I'm actually writing a television show, which is which is very interesting. Just loosely based off of my stand up career and my life in Monterey Park. Just being the only black guy in the Asian community. Um, Dude. Oh, we gotta talk about that. Not, not here. No, no. But in general, it's, it's just like that's that's where I'm trying to just push my career, and it's, yeah. it's I'm, I'm happy. I'm it's hot as hell, so I apologize for the heat. By the way, this dude, it's California, it's LA right now. We've been in this heat wave. For me, because it's been so hot before, I think that's why I'm desensitized like, yeah. right now. Because even yesterday it was pretty hot, and my wife's like, "It's so hot." I'm like, "As long as it's not triple digits, I'm cool. I'm, I'm not, I'm yeah, not dying no more." It's nice that I can record at home. It just sucks that I don't have like central air because like that that wall unit is loud as. Fuck. So you you would you would hear like you're like <laughs> like that's all you would hear on mic. So there a lot, you go. A lot of the stuff I film at home is the same way. Like I couldn't, I haven't filmed like in the last month. I don't think because yeah, it's, it's been just, so hot. It's like I'm not turning the fan off. The camera's gonna pick it up. I'm cool. Yeah right. Yeah I know right. You're like guess what? I'm dying. You you guys aren't worth me dying for. <laughs> not really. I have I have stuff in the past. I need to edit. I can throw some of that stuff. Yeah in. right. Yeah <laughs> right. It's just throwbacks uh, or callbacks. But um oh man so. You got into stand up four years ago. You met Danny. Uh, you know, you, you fell in love, and you. Uh, <laughs> but you started. You started doing a convention scene. Now, one thing that you've been doing, you're like a senpai. You're. You're. You've been doing like judging now. Oh yeah, yeah. I, we just got done with AX. I just did AX. Um, the LCS. Um, LCS. Yeah, no, uh, LCS is last comic standing. It was a show in 2000. Blah blah blah. It, I think it started in 2012. Is it? Yeah. Um, I think it was way earlier than that. Jay Moore was was a judge really? originally and that he hasn't been relevant in years yeah no okay so it might have been like oh nine then huh? i think they brought back i think i think last comic standing started on comic central went to abc mm-hmm. in 2012 and then died oh, off again okay. like yeah, battle yeah, boss yeah, yeah. battle boss is the like, same thing it was like Keeps comedy central and then back. it went to like something like somewhere else and you're like battle bots like on abc it was on abc it was i on remember ABC, now yeah because i have a friend who works at abc and and they were talking about it no i remember catching it and like what the hell yeah Why i was like here? what was happening but I mean, I love BattleBots, but being on, like, ABC, like, Disney, Home of Family, <laughs> and BattleBots! So it's like, all right. Okay. Like, after midnight programming. Um, yeah, no, no right. um, the judging is fun. It's freaking, um, actually, they, they want me to do a panel next year, to, or uh, maybe in a couple of months, as far as, like, a workshop on stand-up comedy and for That's people that awesome. wants to get into it. Because they did it before the LCS at AX, and that was really dope. Um I didn't think that I had so much to teach other comedians, but I do. I have a lot you of experience, do. and we went to we went to both things, and you were hilarious, and you were like your feedback was always great. Oh, thank you, I appreciate you, that. You and the other guy, I forgot because Danny was also one of them, and Paul, Paul. I we I we completely forgot. Also, we were on like three and four hours sleep every single day. Yeah, we talked about we talked about that, and nobody was eating every every single. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paul, you and Paul did amazing like you guys um because before we start recording i went on a whole tangent about how much i love stand-up comedy because i never get to talk about it because nobody cares like i do i guess no no and like now i finally this is i i love you because like like, i'll even talk to danny about stand-up comedy and like he he even is like i I just kind of do it i don't really know about it but yeah so so judging it has to be tough because we well let's talk about what kind of comedian are you because we talked again like we 
I rambled on for so long. There are so many different kinds of comedians, emotional shock, uh, you know, smart comedians, uh, reference comedians. I mean, what, what, what do you, what do you, what do you have? It's your crazy. Um, I started off as pretty much a clean comedian. A lot of the stuff, like the people were just so happy that I can do a set without cursing and I can talk yeah. about, uh, just like the nerdy stuff. Yeah. Um, Jeff Foxworthy, Seinfeld kind but of style. Not even just necessarily that. It was just the point that, because my appearance-wise, you would think Jeff Jam. I come out, I'm a curse, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the hood and this, this, and that. And I'll come out and be like, nope, nope, that's not me, this, this, and that. And I'll, I can go without cursing. That was my original style. Um, it's developed more into, I'm a family man. I'm a father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, I, I still keep the nerdy. I'm... I'm not as clean as I used to be, but for the most part, I'm a father, and most of my comedy relies on re- is just around just yeah. my family and like just my experiences. I've learned that I'm not necessarily a story-driven comedian. I do have some stories. I flip flop. Yeah. I think that's because of my love from comedy. It makes it where sometimes I'll do something like. Like, I have some dark stuff that I'll yeah. do. I have some, like, sexual humor that I'll yeah. do. I'll flip-flop back and forth. And, I, and it's always because of people that I love that I'm kind of, like, mimicking to a certain extent. Yeah. So I can't even say, like, I, a lot of times when people are like, who's your favorite comedian? I can't do that because I have, like, a list of favorite comedians. I, I won't say that your jokes are like his at all. I forgot his name somehow. I cannot believe it. Um, but, like, it, it's kind of like Jim Gaffigan. He's not a clean comic. He, But he is. he's a family comic where basically, like, he, he has jokes for both people, Bill Ingvall, same way. Um, it's, you know, he'll talk about sex, but again, it's, it's not vulgar. It's not graphic. It's, it's, Hey, like this exists. Exactly. And I think so, that's where I get a lot of, so for that, for, for me as a black guy, like I'll come out and I'll be like, I'll give you a dick joke, but it's not going to be about how big my dick is or no, why no, no. I did this or that. It's going to be about like, why I, I don't want like yeah. this dick. Like, like, why do I have this dick? I have a dick. Like it's, it, this is a literal, like, yes, that's it. It's <laughs> it, nothing. It, it is an existence, like, like observation. <laughs> you know what? It's like Animaniacs. It's like, it's there. The kids hear it and they just don't comprehend it. Or it's like, it's not dirt. They're not like, ew, or ah. It's not like that. They're just like, oh, that was, that, that's something that I have to ask my parents about later. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's like having a son right now. There's so many TV shows, especially with Disney. Disney's good at this. That They'll have this yeah. underlining humor. And you're just like, wow. Gravity Falls, Oh, my God. I love Gravity Star. Dude, Mabel. Like, that's, yeah. that's sadly enough. So the biggest thing, like, all my kids are named after cartoon characters. <laughs> Yeah. My son's Remington. He's named after Remy Gambit LeBeau, Gambit uh, Remy LeBeau, yeah. and then the other kid we're gonna name it Riley. Oh wow! Because my my wife loved the Boondocks, so Riley uh, and Huey. She wanted to name after Riley. Awesome. I like it. Um, and if I have a girl, because I've been wanting a girl, I want to name it Mabel. Because I nice. love, like, yeah. Mabel is one of my favorite characters. Just how sweet she is, but still smart, and just the shit that she does. Mabel Pines. That was just a smart show, and that that, that kind of comedy you just don't come by. Uh, come on, like come by it very often the, kind of like you kind of like your comedy you. I, and that's what I like that's yeah. what I that just the the mixing of so many genres you know what I mean and still being clean but dirty yeah. a little bit you know what I mean I, I love that there's just yeah Gravity Falls is a great example of that you know I think we should do this more often where we just talk about stand-up like, I don't want to do a stand-up comedy podcast like I told you before it's like why, why listen to a stand-up comedy podcast when you can just listen to stand-up we should do this like every like, every other month talk we about should, like just stand-up honestly, comedy or, yeah and we should just you choose one, I choose one, a, a specific comedian, and we'll yeah. just talk about their style and what they mean to us. That'd yeah, be absolutely. freaking out of control. Let's do it. Um, but, like, let's, I guess we should talk about, you know, like, the the comedians that you got to see at AX. How, how, like, because we saw 
so much, especially like I, I guess we should probably do like the finals. Um, like there were so many different um, styles on there, like so many different. There, there's one guy. Actually, no, I want to I want to talk about the tryouts. There was one guy. I cause we came in just a little bit late because we were in another panel and I didn't see the first set, the first four. Um, there was one guy who was just um, very, very Stephen Wright. He, he was, was actually one right. Of them. He just he 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 did well. No, he was one of the because uh, we had to choose eight people to go on to the next round, and we had to have three stand-ins in case somebody from the eight yeah. didn't make it. He was actually one of the stand-ins. Wait, there was only, so we, maybe I saw the entire show. I thought we got there thirty minutes late. You probably um, because we saw we saw four and four, and like soap was on the second one, and then mm-hmm. the other one was. So you saw all of them. Oh wow. Okay, never mind then. Yeah. So we did see everybody. Yeah, he wasn't on there, so unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So he was a. So he was a. He was a stand-in. He was going to be okay. one of the people in case one day eight didn't make it up. So he made it top ten, but he didn't make it onto stage. Yeah. He, um, I guess like we can say, because he's probably not going to listen to it, but like didn't really get the best reception at the tryout. And mm-hmm. I thought that he was amazing. Yes. And because, again, it, that kind of comedy is hard. Is hard. Mm-hmm. Like Stephen Wright, you know, it, it, you have like you have Stephen Wright, you had, uh, oh my gosh. Um, to just to keep that tone, you yeah. know what I mean? Everybody's favorite. Mitch. Mitch Hedberg. There you go, Mitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like with Mitch Hedberg, it is. Do you know, I didn't know Mitch Hedberg was dead. Really? Yes. Dude, he's, yeah. And he's been dead for a while. Yeah. That, it, it freaking, that messed me up so bad. It wasn't until somebody said, and I was like, what? No, he's not. I thought he just stopped. You See, know what I mean? Him and uh, Patrice O'Neill are the two. Yeah, Patrice. Uh, oh, my God. Patrice O'Neill, I think, was one of the best stand-up comedians of all time. Have you ever seen this thing called Shorty Watching Shorties? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was my shit, dude. Yeah. And just some of the stuff that, whoo, there was another comedian. Was that Bill Burr? It wasn't Bill Burr. That was the other baby's voice. It was somebody else. Bill Burr is great. I don't think it was Bill Burr. I think it was... Um, Damn, who was the other baby's voice? He's like a, a grimy white comedian. He's hilarious. I swear I want to... Yeah. I'll, I'll look I'll But look Patrice O'Neill was the black baby. Yeah. And that shit was freaking he hilarious. Um, okay, so I, it's funny that you said that because it, it was kind of... Even though me, Paul... Nick DiPaolo. And Danny... Yes, Nick I love Nick DiPaolo. Yes, and see, he he's another one that could tell a black joke, and I'm just like, wow, I should be offended by this, but this he's telling the truth. Yeah. I can't even, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, all right, you got you, ooh, you get that one, hey, Nick DiPaolo. That dude's freaking. Up. He'll like insult you, and you laugh at his ass. Yeah. Um, Joe Rogan, same way. Joe Rogan, and Doug, yeah. Doug Stanhope, man. Yes, the, see, I thought at first I was gonna say Doug Stanhope was the voice, and I was like, wait a minute, that's yeah. that doesn't sound right, um, but. So, okay, so this is the funny part. So we do have – we still have Lamar and G. They were on the sidelines, and they're kind of like managers, and they, yeah, have, yeah. They, they give their opinion. They loved him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And although Paul and Danny didn't necessarily say anything on stage, when it came down to us choosing, that was one of their tops. You know what I mean? That was one of the people really? that they really liked. Well, I think the audience – I mean, he had a standing ovation. Like, yeah. He had straight up standing, uh, standing ovation for that kind of comedy, and um, – I think also he had a lot of friends because when he went up there, like everyone was like, yeah. they were loud. Yeah. Um, so I think it also helps. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's good to hear though. But like, what, no, what do you what do you kind of say about people who do try to do that comedy? No, um, first of all, my hats off to him because from to be to not react to the audience or just to your own material is kind of fucking difficult. Sorry, I'm taking off a shirt because it's hot as fuck. <laughs> and it's hard for me to concentrate. That's why I'm like looking over and closing yeah, my eyes. Yeah. Like, all right. Tyler stripping during podcast. <laughs> is how it is. A GGG. Trying to get my singles out. Um, <laughs> but no, so my, first of all, my hat's off to him to be able to do that type of joke and just to keep moving within 
um, within his set. I yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah. I really couldn't do it. Um, also, I don't think you, I don't hope, yeah, he's never going to listen to this and it's not going to ruin anything. Yeah. That's not how he sounds. Did you know that? No. Like, he's a totally different person. When, you were ta- <laughs> when we were talking to him, he was totally different. That's how you know he's a good comedian. Yes, that's, that's, like, that's, that's my point. Like, see, that was a, a, a character. That, was, that wasn't necessarily, that was something in his head that he yeah. just was doing. Like, and it's amazing. He stayed in character. So, like, I love that. There was, it, truthfully, one of the things that stood out for me, I, we watched 60 comedians on the um, for the trials. Yeah, y'all had a lot. I almost... I almost went up there, but I was that, – that was actually the day I was on three hours of sleep. Damn, I wish you would have. Like, because it was even crazy. I don't know if you know Tots, Tatiana. It yeah, was crazy yeah. to get her up there. She was the first one to go. I think she's one of the first the people you missed. Yeah. She was. She went up there. Yeah, the she tryout, was, we were there. We were definitely late. I think we got in after 20 of them. Like, we were we – we were – Eating dinner, I think we we met up with a different comedian. So I was eating dinner on stage. No yeah, joke. I was like, like everybody the entire up. time. I was like, dude, how how long is it gonna take? You were eating a sandwich too, right? Yeah. No, yeah. no. I started off with a little. I had a little piece of sandwich, and I had yeah. like a protein bar and gummy bears. They ate all my gummy bears and water. Yeah, but you know, you I, and Paul, I think we're both eating. Paul was eating my food. That's why. <laughs> Danny too. Danny was like, give me some gummy bears. It was sad. Yeah. Um, but. So going through all those comedians, the ones that stood out to me the most was the ones that just had that character that was that was different, yeah. that weren't necessary. Because there was some of them I don't – I never want to be someone that's like their comedy is bad. It's yeah. just some, some people that felt like their popularity is, is funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a different kind of energy. There, there are some things that you just shouldn't make a joke of. But the thing is that if you have that persona – you can. You can get away with it. Um, you can get... I mean, there are, there are you know, people who can get away with racist jokes, though. Like, but it just depends on what your meaning behind it is, what your status is, and um, storytelling. And that's the one thing, like, for me... How like, you present it? That's why I'm afraid of doing stand-up. Not because I want to tell racist jokes. I was going to say, damn. I have no racist jokes, unless it's against white people, which I still, I mean... We're, we're we're so easily offended. Like I can't even say those. Uh, yeah, I kind of true. I stay away from uh, it, I'm cool. It, it's true, but um, like yeah, and it's it's like I, I can't find what's funny with my own jokes and my own thoughts. And like stand-up comedy is like you have to get yourself out of that comfortable mindset too. And that's what I'm not comfortable with because I don't have a lot of. Uh, I guess a lot, a lot of comedians don't either, but I just don't have a lot of self confidence. No, no, and that's 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 the next point I was going to get into. It's more experience. It's more just it takes a lot of work, especially yeah. for a comedian to get out of that comfort zone to try. Because, like you said, we don't have that confidence. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, what we think is funny isn't funny to the masses. You yeah. know, uh, a lot of times that that's what it takes. Like I'm saying, experience going yeah. out there in front of crowds and doing bad and not yeah. and people not laughing and then finally getting people to laugh. You can have a joke and it doesn't work. The point is, don't give up on that joke. Yeah. Keep trying to present it. Keep trying to, like you said, like keep changing it until it works, until people find it funny, until you get a, what you want to get across. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people, that's what makes certain comedians quit very yep. early because they feel like, I'm saying this and they're not getting it and I know I'm funny. And it's like, dude, yeah, it's, that's the point. Yeah. You got to try and form it in a way that they can eat it. Like, you just can't give them shit and be like, hey, eat this. You got to make it into a sandwich. Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> shit sandwich. There, uh, yeah. There are three comedians that have said this and I, you, you may disagree with me on this. There are three comedians who have who have gone on record saying this. It's uh, David Cross, Rita Rutner, and, why am I, and Bob Saget have all said, you know, and this is what pisses me off about conventions, though, especially. Like, and this is the thing about stand-up comedy. It's like a lot of people ask, how do you get into stand-up comedy? And they have like all these things like, oh, I do this, do this, do this. And these are the comedians who basically said, all that's bullshit. Like, it's all 
fucking bullshit because a lot of the answers are is like, oh, how do I get into Sam comedy? It's like the same thing. You know, we go to conventions. How do I become an actor? What was it like working with this other actor? Like, it's always the same bullshit that people ask. But the thing is, is that with, when it comes to Sam comedy, maybe in acting, I think it, it does because you, you have to do shit. You have to sleep around. You have to do. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but like with Sam wow. comedy, um, there are so many different kind of styles and there's so many different ways that you can basically make yourself funny that nobody else fucking can. There's no reason that Brian Posehn should be as famous as he is, and he fucking deserves it because he is amazing. And I love that man. He's legitimately also one of the nicest people in the world. Um, and I love his, com- I absolutely love his comedy. But the fact is, is that like you look at him, and you're like, I don't want to see that guy by himself with a mic for an hour. Like you really would like, I, I, and it, and it sucks. But like, like I even have that kind of mindset. I'm like, you know, when I first saw him, I go, that guy is a stand up comedian. That's the difference between stand up comedies. You're literally stuck with this person for whatever time they have. Yeah, there's like, no visuals. <laughs> you have to watch them uh-huh. unless it's like Dimitri Martin or Bo Burnham. But, and, um, and that's the thing is, is like, I, I feel like uh, I'm going back. I'm like, I, I have a, you and Paul, and I'm not saying like Danny did a bad job. Uh, I think Danny just was afraid to kind of be critical where you and Paul were not. And what you guys were saying were things that were just not basic. We're not, uh, we're not like, this is, this is what it is to be a comedian. It's more of like, you guys were really helping them shape themselves. Those people, because you guys, I feel like you have this one gift for a stand up comedian as a stand up comedian. A lot of stand up comedians don't have where you're like, no, listen, this is what you want to do. This is your joke. That joke was, you know, I think you even told one person, that joke was said poorly. Practice it, that joke will kill. And that will be your ending. I think you said, like, that will be your set ending joke. Because, again, you want to set up on how you end a set is something that's basically usually a throwback joke from something that was way earlier that was kind of, like, slid in. But people will remember it, and then you bring it back to the end. You're like, ha-ha, this big aha moment. It's either that or it's, like, something that is so profound and, like, like, Bo Burnham ends a show on this really deep fucking level thing that makes you sad. And then he just makes this one joke that turns it around. He flips it completely. And flip, he takes yeah. you down to your lowest and then he brings you back up. Exactly. No, no. He, he does that. Uh, I mean, a lot, a lot, there's a lot of comedians. Though. Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy kind of did that. For no, a yeah, bit. no, there's a lot of comedians um, that like, that's their style. Richard yeah. Pryor didn't, but like, but Eddie Murphy would do it. Um, you would have uh, Louis Black. Not a big fan of Louis Black, but he would do it too. I'm a big um, fan. I love Louis Black. And he, he just, he'll have that thing where he'll insult you and, and you'll yeah. be laughing at him insulting you because you're like, it's true. I'm a fucking yeah. asshole. I didn't mean to do that. And like, yeah. Joe Rogan, same thing. Joe Rogan. Oh, yes. man. He, 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 he gets you to basically like almost to a point where you're just like, man, what the fuck am I doing with my life? No, yeah. And then he tells you, like, you know what? You're the best people, you're the best person that's being you. And you're like, Holy shit, what the fuck did that come from? No, like, yeah, you'll question everything about yourself and Joe then Rogan, flip it to the point. I love Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's point. fucking, like, he's not famous enough, I feel like. Everybody knows him, and he's still not famous enough, I, I feel don't, like. I don't feel like, I feel like he is. I feel like this is the thing. With a lot of, and I'm I'm trying to be this type of star eventually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Joe Rogan has his hand in a lot of different things. Yeah, and he it's gets insane. his he gets his opinion out there. He makes a difference in the community, and he's not. If okay, so for him to be more famous, he would have to stifle his opinion more. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a certain level of like just mainstream that he can't cross over 
into because then he just have to stop being so real. Yeah. And I understand that. But at the same time, like I knew there was something about I'm a big MMA person. I knew it was something about Joe Rogan when he was announcing. Yeah. He had this thing he used to say, oh, right on the button. Yeah. And he was just basically saying there's like a button on the side of your head that just like knock you just how you put a person yeah. out. And yeah. there's just little things that he he was. He was what I'm trying to say is he was so real in commentating this fight of two grown men fighting. And it wasn't in a sense of like aggression. I want them to kill this person, kill this person. It's just a realness of like why they're doing this and why this yeah. person is doing this and that. And then to find out that he was a martial artist behind that. I'm like, what? This guy's a martial artist and such a great martial artist. Like, all right, that's why he's able to um He's able to analyze the sport the way he does. And then yeah. to see him go in, well, not going, he was already doing stand up. Yeah. Then to see some of his stand up and how real it is, like, you're, you, he has confidence. That's what, I think that's the yes. point that we're getting at. I'm trying to get at. He has this He's confidence. He's one of those though. comedians that actually can survive with confidence. Yeah, and exactly. Crazy. And, it, and his him, brand Joe is Coy shaping itself. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what it is like. He's with the podcast, with yeah. all of his stand up, with commentating, and even some of the stuff he was doing on television. Yeah. He's really working into his own brand. He's making money, yep. and he's not selling out to the point where he has to, uh, where he has to stifle his opinion, which yeah. is dope. It, it reminds me because he he came up with um, you know he with Doug Sanhope and uh, uh, David Tell and stuff like that, and like it, it's crazy because he was the one that was so different and now has made such an impact. Like you said, like all throughout these completely different mediums and stuff. Like, it's insane what how the power of stand-up and power of him can can be, you know, and that's that's what's important about LS, L, LCS. And, like, um, before I go on to, like, the final question and, you know, ending this podcast, but, like, um, the, the one thing that, like, that, that absolutely kills me is that we were kind of talking about, like, we were kind of talking about Mitch Hedberg and these comedians who've, who've killed themselves or are gone now. Patrice O'Neill from Diabetes, uh, you know, you know, d- complications with diabetes and a heart attack, I think. And then, um, but like, you know, Mitch Hedberg. And we also have like Greg Giraldo, somebody who's really, really close with uh, with Joe Rogan and Doug Sanhope and Sarah, Sarah Silverman and all of them. And having like these people who are just so depressed where you have somebody with so much confidence and you have somebody who has no confidence whatsoever and being this powerhouse. Greg Giraldo was one of my favorite stand-up comedian i can't believe i forgot his name i had to look it up when you were talking like i was listening but no, it's, like, yeah, it, it's crazy because he was like one of my favorites he greg geraldo was like somebody like because i didn't have i never had confidence and he was like i was like man this guy goes through so much stuff and he talks about you know I, i've never had drug problem but like he had a drug problem he was just so open about it and great and that's kind of how i am i talk i t- i say things that i just should not say <laughs> I hear you. all the time and uh i say so much about myself that i shouldn't say and no, he, I'm he's, there. I'm he, there he's one of those. He was one of those people that I would just watch religiously, and I, I got to be because even Joe Rogan has a censor. He doesn't say a lot about his personal life a lot, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like he'll talk about experiences, but his personal life, you, you, you don't, don't really, you don't, you don't it, really no. hear about it. Uh, just his interests and, and stuff. But um, in Greg Giraldo's death, you know, just seeing where he would have been now mm-hmm. is like amazing. And uh, he also, and like well, I'm tying it back to like is he was one of those comedians like Gary Shandling that I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. Gary Shandling, right? Yes. Yes. Um, he's like the father else. of yeah. like every comedian. Like mm-hmm. He just, anybody who wanted to be a comedian, he would just go out of his way to be there. And Greg Geraldo was kind of the same way. He was broken and torn and disgusting, you know, kind of like Patton Oswalt, but way worse. But, um, you know, he, when, um, but he would always listen and give people advice and like help them out. And like, and like, you know, I think he was, he was doing something and it was on Comedy Central and he was talking to somebody about, hey, you know what? Like it was I think it was actually a tough crowd with Colin Quinn. It was on an episode and they had somebody who was kind of a newish uh, comedian because not all of them would always be, you know, famous comedians. Mm-hmm. And one guy who's like, you know what? Like, even though that joke didn't work out, 
keep practicing it. And that was a good one. And he was like on the air, made it, made it on the show, like made it on the editing floor. Like, good for him. But like he, he, he did that, and he had this. You know, people around him would say that. Like even though he fucking hated himself, he yeah, still helped other just, people. Yeah. And again, there's not a lot of comedians that could do that or hone in on it. Where I feel like you and Paul could do it. And the fact is that like two people convention you know convention comedians coming together being able to do it like that's a small fucking world and crazy like that's that doesn't they don't come again there's like only a handful of comedians that we know of that were like that you know um and finally you and paul being able to do it and hone in on it it was fantastic um i guess for my last question is um is you know you had soap on there who is a transgender (laughs) non-binary But asexual asexual like i mean gender queer gender queer gender queer i mean like that guy was amazing and his stand-up comedy like we were trying to talk about like it was unlike anything else and, and not helping the audience out at all but we, you had a comedian that was that one and was un, is unlike a lot of comedians out there like he he borrows a lot of parts from people but it's just like as a whole it just is this whole new different thing how how, how do you even come up with advice for that I wow. guess for somebody you're just like, where the fuck did this come from? Like this is a whole new genre. Um, yeah, that's that, it's extremely hard. Just get the the point. All right, so judging that ACS that a, a, that LCS was extremely hard because we had um, K who was one type of comedian, yeah, and we had Soap that's a whole another. Just like you just said, it's, yeah. it's he made himself. You know what I mean? Yep. He's a different. Yeah. There's no there's no category. There's no genre. It's just Soap is Soap. Um, it is extremely hard to have these two people go against each other because both of them yeah. were extremely great. They're they're amazing. Um, so for someone like Soap to give them th- their advice. It's funny. All right. So, yeah, you have to do both. Um, what I'm trying to get, get to is like you have to give each both those comedians each other's advice. Yeah. All right. So for soap, he has this thing where he doesn't have confidence in a lot of the stuff that he's saying or he's feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem. He has just it's almost a self-hate, but it's a sincere self-hate. Yeah. It's this very sincere self-hate that you understand what he's saying, and it make that's what makes you it, it, you give him time to explain what he's saying. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah. you like you're not as harsh. So, and that, at the same time, you want to give him confidence. So that's yeah. that's my that's what I always tell Soap. Like, dude, I love everything that you're saying. I give him that confidence of. I, of just taking what he's saying and putting it in different terms, putting it in my terms, especially okay. as a young black guy, yeah. a father or this or that. That's why a lot of people didn't understand what he was saying. One of the jokes he had about um, Marvel and Black Panther. <gasps> Dude, that honestly, that was that. Sh- honestly, I think that should have been his second last joke. Yeah, I agree with you. There, there, there was a placement. And I, I will say this. I don't know if I'm a lot. I don't know if it's PC or if like, you know, whatever. I'm going to say it anyway. Like when he's talking about, you know, people of color, how that sh- how that's. Just as just as offensive as just yeah. saying, you know, like but a bunch of other terms. That's not that's it, it, it's a mic drop moment in a big holy shit moment where it's like where he could have used that as one of those things where he just brings you down like Bo Burnham and what we were talking yeah, about other people. Bright, and, then and then that last joke, all he had to do was that. I mean, like it, it was a very powerful moment. And the only problem was like it was in the middle of the set. He was on a roll and that was like a peak like, you know, a peak moment on the set for, like, for interest and engagement, however, the lowest part of the thing, and it didn't lead on to the end. And that's, that's, and that's one thing that, that You're getting into what like, I'm saying. So yeah. that's, that's my point. Like, that's not a new joke for him either, the people of color thing. That's something that he did with us at the beginning of the year at ALA. Yeah. But so for him to have this confidence to go out to more open mics, to go to more yeah. places and 
perform this more often so that he can get the placement of the jokes yeah. better. That's yeah. the confidence. That's what I mean as far as confidence and just knowing like what he's doing. Confidence on yeah. So I guess you're you're looking for more of the confidence as to like how to tell how to tell how to sell you to an audience. Yeah, that's and, what it is. And that's that's the kind of like. Damn, damned if you do, damned if you don't moment with Soap because part of the thing that's great about him is he doesn't care what the audience like. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a lot of the greats do that, too. I mean, so that like, it's hard to give, like you're saying, to give um, words of wisdom to somebody like Soap is extremely hard. But I can see what would make him a better comedian. I can see yeah. what would make him the audience understand him better and him come across as more understandable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and it's the same thing with Kay, though. K was perfect. He was as far as like you can tell he's gone to Mike's. You can tell he's been exercising like crazy as yeah. in a sense. Yeah. The experience of it. So that's why it was too. like boom, 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 hitting you, keep hitting you, keep hitting you. He but was then, just with Goku too. Yeah, and he was just with Goku, <laughs> so it was like crazy for him to have like he did that last year, he was sub zero last year, if I remember. He had like Netflix and Chill. That was his whole like persona. Oh, that's great. Um See and that and that's also he also learns how to engage your audience too. That, no, yeah. But so for him, I would want him to be more sincere though. Yeah. Like pull more of himself into his routine and be more soapy yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and that's so that's what i'm saying so take a little that uniformity that he has there give that a little bit more to soap and then take away uh, take some more of that sincerity and that openness and give it to k and then that's what it make they're like almost perfect to me yeah you know what i mean absolutely um but even in what you're saying as far as like stand-up being as a as a, a, a leaping ground to so many different things like I, I that's what i love about stand-up yeah i can be open i can give any opinion i can give different sets on anything i especially right now with trump being in office yeah at first i was like i hate this i hate where stand-up is going right now every open mic every show i go to we're just talking about politics we're just talking yeah. about donald trump and i mean i'm okay with it but you, you're also friends with me on facebook <laughs> no 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 i hear you i hear you, I hear you. no and i'm okay with it but yeah, yeah. i i made it a point not to do anything political not to do too many trump jokes it's it's tiresome it's extremely tiresome like it's different like you know like talking on facebook and stuff like that but like that's why we don't do politics here like and it's okay to talk about this, this is not political it's just like we're talking but about in like, general what not to do in a scene you know, or yeah. like you know how to exhaust you know an audience essentially exhaust and, either, that's um, the best way of putting you know it. and that's and that's how uh, i will say this it's kind of like south park um you know uh trace Trey, uh trey parker, parker and matt stone basically mm -hmm. said we're going to lay off of Trump because you know what? We're, we don't want to give him power. And you know what? Like everybody knows. And I, yes. And he's, he's everybody who's watching our, our show knows how we feel. Mm -hmm. so. No, no. And I, I totally agree. But um, damn, I forgot what I was going to say. So I, I'm feeling like um, one of the greatest things that I had to, as far as me and my journey as a stand up comedian, um, the Trump thing broke me for a while where I wasn't doing yeah. anything po political. I wasn't even dealing with that. But probably about the end of the year, I started learning that there's a lot of things going on, not Trump wise, but just political and just as a black man and just yeah. certain things that I can bring light and bring jokes to. And, um, also at the same time, like Dave Chappelle and a lot of other comedians, like Chris Rock, they bring jokes oh, to Chris like Rock's real so situations and yeah. you laugh at it. But then later on you're like, Oh shit, but that's real. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, oh, Chris Rock. Honestly, Chris Rock is a, he, he can just beautifully dress something that's very tragic. Yes, and it, and Dave, that's the best. That's another good way of putting it. Dave Chappelle's good too. I, I don't know. For me, I always like catch it because, especially the. I I will say this: I am not a fan of Dave Chappelle's last the Netflix one. Mm -hmm. I I just am not. Um, I understand what it was. Yeah. It, it I, I I appreciate it, but I don't like it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like the same thing I was telling you about Bob Saget. It's like you where you're trying so hard. I feel like the whole time he's saying, I don't care, but it's a two hour long set. So you have to care. <laughs> and it's like, you, he cares. Yeah, yeah. He fucking cares. Yeah, yeah. Like he cared hard. And, mm -hmm. and for me, I read it. Yeah. But a lot of people 
you know, but that's also just me, I guess. But like Bob Saget, his first stand up, like we talked about a little bit, the first set that he had on HBO was raunchy and weird and it coincided against, um, you know, you know, his persona on, you know, fan, Full, House Full House and, yeah. uh, and America's Funniest Home Videos. But the thing is, like, I also saw his original TV stand up, uh, Little set. He had a ten minute set for uh, Rodney Dangerfield in the eighties. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're talking about that. And I got to see that. him where he. It was very clean and funny. Not clean, but it was funny. It was more like it was family. And it was um, funny. Though. He, he had a sex joke, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't raunchy. But because um, my dad had them all on VHS, and that's how I know. And I watched them like dog. religiously. Rita Rutner's first one. Yakov Smirnoff was on there. Drew Carey. Rodney Dangerfield is easily one of the most important people of stand-up comedy. Dude. And uh, you know, it's, I, okay. So real quick, one. Like, let me tell you. I loved Rodney Dangerfield because my grandfather loved like the older movies with him yeah. in there. Okay, back but, to school, Caddyshack, yeah, Caddyshack oh, especially. Um, but my thing was, I loved it. I thought it was funny. Like, oh, I get no respect. I get no respect at all. I was no like, respect at all. Like, I was like, dude, this is hilarious. But then when they had Rover Dangerfield. Have you ever seen that? Oh yeah, the dog one. Yeah, the yeah. Movie. That was just as the that was like a crazy blend of my grandfather and me yeah. just to come together. And I remember me and my grandfather just sitting there watching that and just dying laughing. Yeah. A dog with Rodney Dangerfield's personality. Yeah, it just if that's not Rover, clever, like Rover, Rover Dangerfield, Dangerfield, like Amazing. dude. Oh my. Okay, but yeah, that's no, all good. That. No, absolutely. Uh, that, no, but okay. Um, that's power of stand-up comedy right there. But yeah, anyway. Uh, I guess, like, we should end it. It's getting hot as hell. You have things to do. Oh, shit, yes. Yes, I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. (laughs) uh, um, I'm going to have you back on here. Definitely. Also, the gathering, I'll see you on Unnecessary Base. Anything you want to plug before we go? Um, Just check out Like and Nerd TV. That's where all my stand-up is and all my skits and whatnot um, on YouTube. Yep. All Thank the information will be in the article as yeah. well on the website. Uh, go to our website, thegrankygathering.com. All of our podcasts, all of our shows are on iTunes and Google and all the podcast apps. Now now all the shows are, have their own different uh, categories, so you can actually just sub- you can actually just subscribe to the actual show, individual shows now as opposed to just the main feed. The main feed is obviously uh, still there, just in case you just want to listen to everything in one place. And um, yeah, on Facebook... We're on Twitter, Instagram. I'm streaming in Kingdom Hearts on Twitch. San Diego Comic-Con just happened. We had unnecessary debates. We're going to have it at other places. So check our website for the next convention. We'll have that on. And you'll definitely see Marcellus and a bunch of those. Oh, yeah. And uh, we have a lot more updates coming up as well. And I hope you're enjoying our rebrand as well. Thank you guys so much. And um, I forgot to sign off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So come and join the gathering. Have a great week. And GGG. GGG.